Hello, everyone. I'm Reverend Carla. Welcome to Spirituality Matters. And now I invite you to settle in and find that sacred space between here where I am and there where you are. And let us be reminded that the Holy transcends our physical bodies and our time together is just as sacred and meaningful as if we were sitting beside one another. Okay, so let's get started. My friends, I am so excited about today's interview. You are going to meet one of the most unique and endearing and spiritual people on TikTok. Yes, I said it. This, my friends, is Jagazus. And I cannot wait for you to learn more about this amazing human. Jagazus, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Hello. So we're going to get right to it. Now, I came across you. I, I joined TikTok a little over a year ago, and I think you were one of the first humans that I started to follow, and we became mutuals, which is always such an honor for me <laughs> when that happens. So thank you for allowing this boomer to come into your circle of <laughs> friends. It always, oh, no. I've always felt like a little- I don't outside. see age. <laughs> oh, well, thank you. Thank you so much. So Jagazus, I would just love to start with you opening the platform for you to uh, tell your story, but I would love for our the audience to hear about your name, Jagazus, and why you mm -hmm. chose that for your platform. Well, for the name specifically, I, I wish I had like some great origin story, <laughs> but I had the idea of doing, you know, a gay representation of Jesus. Uh, people kept on coming to me and telling me, you know, you look just like Jesus, but you're gay, so you can't be. <laughs> And I was like, that doesn't make sense. If I look like the white depiction of Da Vinci's Jesus, me being gay actually like fits into that mold even better. So I was like, I should do this as like a costume. I should do this as a Halloween thing, um, just like a one-time spam account. I already had another TikTok profile with politics and a whole dive in that situation. So I was like, let's get together a costume. It can't be that hard, right? I have the hair, I have the face, I have the beard. And I did that on Halloween last year. And it kind of just like blew up from there. Um, and then it was supposed to just be kind of like a fun thing, but the actual name, I was just gonna be Gay Jesus. And surprisingly enough, that's either taken or blocked by TikTok. <laughs> so <laughs> I couldn't use that handle. And I was like, how do I convey like, I, I don't even remember the other ones I tried, like homosexual Jesus, obviously, but nothing was catchy, nothing was open, so just stuck the gay in the middle of the Jesus. <laughs> it, <laughs> it works. works. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's great. Well, and one thing I notice about your videos, besides being also in entertaining, because your, your editing is, is really, really good. You, you, you're like, uh, you're like a theologian. You, your biblical knowledge is really on point. Now this is coming from a person who's done the homework. I've studied the Bible since I was mm -hmm. six years old. And I was, you know, I did the whole collegiate studies before I went to seminary seminary. And I find myself just being like, that's what that's spot on what you just said, you, you just did one about Lucifer and also mm -hmm. even and, and pressing pushing people out into their comfort zones to say there are alternative narratives to right. these stories like the one you gave about Ruth and Boaz and Naomi. Thank mm -hmm. you very much. <laughs> Uh, we'll tell you later how to uh, find Jagazus on TikTok, and also we'll put it in the show notes. But can you tell me a little bit about your uh, experience around your biblical knowledge? Because like I said, I am sure. impressed. <laughs> I, I always find it so strange when people are impressed by, I guess, my knowledge, um, because it's 
for me, it's very like layman's attempt at theology. I don't have any formal background or uh, study around any of these topics. Uh, I was raised in the church, but of course they didn't get into nearly the kind of content that I do. <laughs> it was much more, you know, charismatic churches and uh, I guess the non-denominational church was kind of also charismatic, but that's a different story. <laughs> uh, so that was all just like, you know, just the regular Bible stories. Uh, anything I've found outside of that has just been from curiosity throughout when I was in church and research that I did uh, on my own time, uh, just reading around the stories because they focus on certain parts. So you have to really go in and read the Bible yourself if you want to get the rest of the story. Absolutely. And then when I started my account, questions, questions coming from comments, but what about this? How does this relate to this? And then me being like, I don't know. And then just having to go and read, you know, something from Augustine and figure out why Augustine was saying what and why that influenced the Catholic Church at the time to do this decree or this, you know, dogma was in place. And it's really like a collaborative effort between me and the viewers to like keep the page going and finding a new path every other day. Wow, that that's that's fascinating. So tell me, you mentioned that you do have a religious experience and some church background. Mm -hmm. That's something that you're willing to uh, share. I know our followers would love to hear that. There are so many people who are healing from religious trauma and deconstructing sure. from their religious beliefs. So let just share your whatever part of your history that you would love to share with us. Yeah. So as a younger kid, I was raised in the Baptist church. Um, so that was fun. Mm -hmm. If that's <laughs> the word we can yeah. use. <laughs> another, another thing we have in common here. Oh, <laughs> uh, so you understand. Uh, yes. I wasn't there very long. I, I think we probably left when I was like eight or nine or 10 or 11 or 12, somewhere in there. Before I was a full-fledged teenager, uh, there was a scandal in the church and then the church ripped apart and split into two. Um, and it wasn't over like doctrine, it was over, you know, personal choices. And I think that was probably the first time I realized that firstly, pastors are not infallible and they are very much humans, but there was a cheating scandal where oh. the pastor was having an affair and he wanted to keep teaching, but a lot of the congregation felt like he was no longer in a place to speak on the word. Um, so just watching that division at such a young age made me, I don't want to say confused, but made me very skeptical of who I trust fully. Um, Cause I saw this guy, you know, with all the spit and venom yelling about how everyone else is doing wrong every single weekend. And little did I know that he was doing things too. Uh, <laughs> that happens so, more often than it than does. No, yeah, it does. And it, that's why I tell people all the time, like to make sure that you're getting multiple views on sources too. It's very important not to put all your eggs in one person um, and to formulate your own kind of connections and opinions on things. Mm -hmm. So you don't necessarily know if these people have the best intentions. Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. And it's hard to tell sometimes. Uh, so that was an early lesson for me. From there, we went into non-denominational church. I learned, you know, less about, I guess, what's the word I'm looking for? There's there's structure in the Baptist church. There was their yeah. own ideas the, of how things should process. The, do the dogma, the, the, the dogma, dogma. The ritual, yeah. Yeah, so it was, a, it was a way to learn uh, the Bible without as much as the dogma and just like the performance of the ceremony, I guess. Mm -hmm. So that was an interesting flip. And from there, I, I just 
really delved into being like a Jesus warrior, being like the best evangelist I could be, uh, going on every mission trip that was out there opportunity-wise, making sure that I was trying to convert all my friends at school, getting into debates with my best friend. We actually ended up leaving each other because of that. She was Mormon and I was non-denominational and it was just like, <laughs> um, yeah. So it was, I was like, I was that kid, man. I was on fire and I was making sure that everyone was gonna hear about it. <laughs> and I, that all took a back seat. I, I left the church and I really haven't done all the research and Bible stuff until this account, really. So that's been probably like 10 years for me coming back into it. So you're, you're gay, you're mm -hmm. openly gay, proud and loud. And it's not, <laughs> it not only part of your, dare I call it a ministry on TikTok, because it is helping people. Anything that you sure. do, when you start giving people an alternative view, this is exactly what people need to hear. But at what point in, was that ever at con were you ever at conflict with your um your sexual authenticity yeah. and your religion did that did, was there a, ever a crisis of faith for you with that yeah i think the interesting thing for me is i was always extremely pressured from the outside there was definitely uh a lot of pressure from the church from pastors from ministers i when i was younger obviously i wasn't out i was hiding it i came out or was forced out when I was probably 12 or 13. Mm. So I was pretty young. And that was still right in the middle of my Jesus warrior campaign. <laughs> uh, what had happened though, is my parents went to the pastor and was like, you know, here, here he is, he's struggling with homosexuality, blah, blah, blah. So then I used to have meetings with my youth pastor one-on-one. -on -one, and at that time we were actually getting ready to go on a mission trip to India. And we were gonna go over there, spread the word, but I was removed after doing all the work to like raise the funds and be able to get myself a ticket there. They were like, you know, we don't think you should go because how are you going to spread the word to other people when you're not following it yourself? And I think that was the biggest cut to me during that time. Um, because for me, especially as a 13 year old, it's not like I was participating in any sexual activity. Uh, it was just something that I was coming to as an identity. So for them to say just the identity itself was sinful enough that I can't spread the word, which at the time I was still so in love with and wanted that to be spreading everywhere. That was a big hit. Cause I was like, so it's not something that's wrong with what I'm doing. It's not my actions. It's not even that I don't know my material enough to speak on it. It's specifically just an identity issue. That was the biggest cut. Um, from there, I was also in like, ex-gay therapy through a Christian ministry. Uh, they were tied to Exodus, which is one of the biggest ex-gay platforms mm -hmm. there is. And that was a lot, sitting in therapy with no real route to change. I didn't struggle with it myself personally as much as I did externally. Like in my heart, I knew there was nothing that was gonna change. I wasn't the type to sit there and pray at night, like, please make me straight. Um, it was much more like, you know, please get these people off my back. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's wonderful to hear. Yeah. But it was like a good year and then it all fell apart and we stopped going to therapy. Obviously it wasn't going to be a thing. And my parents came to accept it. We all just kind of did our separate evaluations of what, what that meant. And they just wanted to say like, you know, give it a try, but we rolled it back. It didn't work. Now you're fine. <laughs> so the short the summary. 
so then your parents and your, uh, your inner circle of family are now supportive and, and loving. Have they, have they also deconstructed from that religious heritage or? Yeah. Yeah. My, my mom, very much so. Um, I, I don't know how much I could speak to her own journey, but she's much more, how would I say it? Like spiritualistic now so much more into like being in touch with like and the universe guides her and I almost describe it almost as like I don't know when when you kind of deconstruct from religion for some people it's like not being a Christian as much as it is as like being invested in the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. right so it's like separating that Christian dogma into just saying I I know what God's love feels like and I'm going to follow that spirit to where it leads me to help people to understand people to empathize with people such much more leaning into the spirit side of that yeah Mm -hmm. yeah that's where she's at so that's beautiful uh and thank you for opening up about your um your past Mm -hmm. um it's interesting to see how how who you are now and how comfortable you are it's it's obvious to me that i'm not speaking for you in any way but what i see is someone who is uh who's exemplifying what it means to heal from that type Mm. of that type of traumatic experience because somebody who's trying to change the essence of you i mean who you truly are can have long lasting impact but to hear you say that even at the age of 13 it was all externalized that you were able to say okay these people just need to leave me alone i know who i am Mm -hmm. that's so powerful and i don't want anyone listening to this to miss that uh, profound point that that's amazing. And, and I want to, now I want to go down a little rabbit hole with you because you, if, can you, can you share a little bit about your faith now? Because your, your, your content really focuses more on, okay, you've learned this, but consider this, you know, mm-hmm. that, which I, again, like I, I love, I'm, I'm sitting there going, oh yeah, this is a good point. I need to do something <laughs> like this. Uh, so can you share a little bit about what, what does that look like now for you? You're, you mentioned God and you mentioned the Holy spirit. So you came from a a religion that was very much patriarchal, literal Mm -hmm. interpretation of the Bible. Where are you with it now? Yeah. So usually I'll, I'll, I'll give you some, usually I don't talk about it because it's like a war subject. Um, I usually say on my page that I don't discuss any of my personal beliefs because, okay. Ugh, yeah, you know, if, well, you, if you say you're a Methodist, here. then you're like making the Pentecostals mad. And yes. if you say you're an atheist, you make all the Christians mad. And then right. it keeps on going. Someone's always going to be on the opposite side. Um, so I always like to say I'm a projection and I like to just put out what my content is and then everyone can absorb it in their own way. Uh, you know, nice. I have people who are like, oh, you helped me reconstruct my faith. And like, I finally feel good to be a Christian again. And I'm like, that's great. And then I have people who are like, Uh, I just left religion and now I'm an atheist because your content, thank you so much. I'm like, that's great. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever you want. (laughs) I love it when they say, um, you're the kind of Christian I want to be. I'm like, well, wait, did you, have you seen my bio? (laughs) But that's okay. Please, please continue. Um, So, I mean, where I'm at much more so is like, I'm like fully deconstructed. I see religion as like a box that holds us. Um, I'm much more about like spiritual teachers and in terms of like, you know, Jesus being a good person to exemplify. Um, I'm much more removed from religion as a house. 
I'm, I, I guess I'm like very in tune with like a spiritual oneness. Like that's what I regard it to. I don't regard there as being like a heaven or like a place where people sit in foreverness, but I do believe in like an energy source that mm. is above everything else where all life returns to and just like one little spark into a bubble, a big bubble that's always moving. Um, and that's, that's kind of where I'm at. So it's more like a bit of a Buddhist lean with mm-hmm. like a spiritual lean over here. <laughs> I, I absolutely get that. Do you see that? Because I think probably the hardest thing for me to also define, even though I think it's the one place that if we can start to create language around it, is this uh, Holy Spirit mystical uh, connection. Mm-hmm. But, but I think for so many of us, well, like for instance, one of the words that for the longest time I wouldn't use is are words like holy and sacred, because those have almost been so overused and tied to religion that they really belong to spirituality. So I've started to reuse those words to say, no, no, this is really how the container that they belong in, uh, which is also part of my fight to reclaim some of the rainbow too. Like not just, (laughs) not just one religion owns that It, 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 it reflects so much, especially for the LGBTQIA plus community, but so the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. what I, obviously we, we know, especially from a Baptist perspective, yeah. um, most Baptists would, would say that the gifts of the Holy Spirit died with the prophets uh, mm-hmm. or the apostles. So w- what do you feel now? Like our connection, I, I, sure. I feel something with you <laughs> uh, that's uh, above uh, a motherly affection. Right. But, but so what, what, what does, what does that feel like for you? And does mm. it, does it have a name like the, like the Holy spirit? Is that something that feels quantifiable to you now? Sure. So here, here, I love that you said that you uh, are trying to separate like the, the Holy spirit from its negative connotations, because I entirely agree with you. And I was going to say, maybe, maybe I was using the wrong word when I was using spirit because you see it weaponized, you see it weaponized so often. Um, People do things in the conviction of the Holy Spirit all the time. And sometimes they're hurtful, you know, or you, you run around people making uh, assertive claims that you don't have the Holy Spirit. That's why you're not reading the Bible, right? Right. Because you have to read it through the spirit and you're doing it with your mind. How dare you? (laughs) Uh, So it's become like a weapon. It's became a weapon instead of like an entity, like it was supposed to. It's supposed to represent like this greater movement and life force of God, right? Like the extension of how God animates the universe and not a judgy, judgy McWeapon. <laughs> so, I mean, I think that relates back to kind of what I was saying, like the sacred one, right? Like just like this one massive energy that kind of infects all things or has its tendrils throughout the universe. And that's how I guess I would recommend um my I'm not my recommend but you know what I mean reconcile my views with the spirit uh I see it as like a just it's so eastern it's so eastern of me <laughs> but like you know just a just a chi that connects all of us I guess I would I, say well I love it and and I think my your words your I'm observing you stumbling around the same words that I do right. and it just came up recently 
when someone was talking about, I have witnessed the gifts of the Holy Spirit in different, I've been through Pentecostal, the apostolic faith. And mm -hmm. then I'm like, well, what, what is, what is available to us now? Cause it shows up in different ways. And I think even your spiritual gifts that you're using your physical attributes to that look like the white <laughs> depiction of Jesus <laughs> to the advantage to, to, to disrupt norms, to be, yeah. a, to be a disruptor, which I think that's what we're supposed to be doing right now. Mm -hmm. So I, I want to just give you some freedom here to understand, like, we just are now starting to find the words outside of religion sure. because it, it has been controlled so much by religion that we're, we're just now saying, okay, what, what is this going, what is this going to look like? So mm -hmm. for instance, like when I first came to TikTok, I had never heard the word deconstruction to, de to, I, ca I called it the untangling okay. and it's like, oh, like okay, it. everybody's already here and they're calling it deconstruction. So let me get on, let me, everybody knows what that means. So I'll just start calling it deconstruction. So we're, mm -hmm. we're finding each other and we're just now starting to find those words, but I want to encourage you because of your gifts of, of the way you talk to people. Uh, to use that. It came here for a reason. You're the one who brought this up in this conversation. <laughs> and I think your followers, uh, the ones on TikTok, who I know we have mutual followers, would really appreciate your perspective on uh, the Holy Spirit, that, that how it's showing using up with the spirit. you. Yes. Well, <laughs> here's the other thing is like, I'm on the like cuckoo train too, right? I mean, I don't mean that to anybody listening in like a bad way i'm just saying i am um like i i wanted to say because like you mentioned in the baptist church like how the gifts of the spirit died with the prophet right mm -hmm. uh and that i i remember being so tormented by that when i was a kid too because i've always had like spiritual gifts to of discernment you know of seeing things hearing things and like speaking to either people of past or um in really like stressful traumatic times like future events so I've always felt like connected to another side of some sorts. And so for that, that's probably one of the only reasons that I'm not um, like just like a nihilist and think that like there's no greater meaning to anything, right? Is because like I've seen things that I can't uncontrol. It's nothing I would force onto other people. I'm not like, hey, I talked to ghosts. But for me... <laughs> I know that I'm able to tap into a different spiritual awareness. And so I feel like that would be an interesting story to share, but then also people will think I'm crazy. Oh my gosh. See, it's stigmas that still keep me in a box sometimes. Sometimes okay. I'm like, knock them all down. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually starting to sweat. And, and, the, and if you talk about that quivering of the spirit, it's actually mm -hmm. happening. Just the other night, I spoke to a group who asked me about the gifts of the spirit. And one of the things that I talked about was, again, the way it's been defined by, by religion, we don't, we can't, we have limited how many of us have spiritual gifts. Mm -hmm. And then we don't realize how much we're, st we still haven't deconstructed from the stigma that says right. those, are, those are bad, or someone's going to say they're crazy. And just recently, right. uh, before I started doing TikTok, I was doing spiritual care with people. So if you and I were in a spiritual care situation, I would start to get questions for you that you don't, you don't give me the answer. You go back and you, cause the, the goal was always for you to understand that the answer lies inside you. And it's just recently I've started sharing that that was a gift that I got. Cause I don't want anybody to think I'm, I'm trying to be an oral Roberts or a Jimmy Stagger <laughs> or Jim right. Baker, you know, one of those, you can look those people up, but you can just see that the people who took that 
and used it to profit yeah. off of to, to, off their gifts. Like they were the only ones who received them. But yeah. I am telling you that you do have a gift. And I think that that's probably something that's that's ready to be, that, that we're being invited. Like, okay, we started to cre- be part of this energy that's created. And now we're, being, we're this next level is starting to open up where mm-hmm. we get to reclaim some of the gifts of the spirit that they don't just exist inside institutionalized religion. They're out here for everyone. Right. So for, so people who are listening to this and not seeing me, I am smiling from ear to ear as, <laughs> as Jagaz has shared what his gifts are. And I want to encourage you to listen to those words and think about where you might be inhibiting yourself because of your, the stigma or worried about being judged when there's so many of us out here who are now looking to be seen and affirmed for the gifts that we do have. And I think everyone, and they don't always have to be like, you know, I wouldn't say like extra dimensional, but they, they don't have to be like out of the norm gifts, but everyone has spiritual gifts. Like the fact that Christianity has robbed that from so many people by like stifling it or calling it demonic um, on some of the other ones. They, they do, there's a lot of general acceptance and fostering of certain things like empathy and love, you know, those can be spiritual gifts, but everyone has some more than others in certain areas, different gifts. And it's something that should be explored and it should be grown. And finding that can be really hard if you're still in the process of deconstructing or if you've been told that you are infected with some kind of evil, that's yep. terrifying. Of course it is. So I think that that you're definitely right. We should foster that community more and we should start growing each other so that we can become stronger as just individuals. Did like you that. ever expect that we would be talking about that in this conversation? I didn't. <laughs> no. I didn't know that's where no. we would go, but that's certainly what, what arose. Now, you're your, your platform is still growing and Mm -hmm. you have a very dedicated audience on TikTok and you're also now on Instagram as well. So you're, you're diversifying. Do you have a website? Um, I have a website, but I don't have anything on it except for it's just linked to my, my Teespring merch store. Okay. So you have a merchant, you have a merchandise store. Mm -hmm. Tell me, so you, you, this started out as something that you thought, well, this is a cute gimmick that I'm going to, <laughs> yeah. to play with for ha- Halloween. And all of a sudden you are touching people's lives on a spiritual level. Where do you see this? Where do you see yourself going with this? What do you, what do you think the end game is going to be? Cause it's well beyond Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> it's beyond Halloween now. We'll see if it lasts till next Halloween. What if it's just a one year thing? Um, <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I don't, I don't know what the future holds. I'm just trying to take it one day at a time, but like I have all of these ideas that pop up and unfortunately I feel like work and doing my regular citizen duties are keeping me from that. So in the future, I really want to quit my job. Um, I have the savings. I'm not expecting to necessarily make money off TikTok at the moment. But while I go back to school, it would be really nice to have the time to just focus on schoolwork and be able to go full time in whatever this may be. I really want to start an in-depth YouTube channel where I go into topics more. Even though TikTok has three minute videos now, I don't really use them. But even then, three minutes isn't enough to talk about these theological concepts that are really big. Yeah. Like for part two. And it yeah. just, you can only, it's only so many times you can do that. And people get so mad about it in the comments. Um, yeah. I mean, obviously I can't explain every angle, but if I'm like saying, you know, like here's 
one little tidbit about the Council of Jerusalem, people in the comments are going to be like, oh, well, you didn't talk about when Augustine influenced Constantine to add the Jerusalem Council, even though it had nothing to do with Jewish people, because I'm like, well, how would I admit, how would I have mentioned that exactly. in 30 seconds? Where was that going to come? And then you didn't talk about the like, no. <laughs> so I think that would be the next step for both my my research and my growth would be forcing myself to make longer form content and going more in depth in my research, but then also to kind of have that same energy I bring to TikTok to be able to bring to uh, accessible and kind of, I hate saying dumbed down, but you know, accessible, yeah. broken apart structure in YouTube. Because I struggle with YouTube videos when I watch them. Sometimes they're just dry and they're just research papers, really. Mm -hmm. And they're not as conversational as I like to be. So I think that would be cool to um, kind of delve into that deeper. There's that no to the people. Yeah. And there's no way you'll be boring. There's absolutely no way. All right. So here's here's my final question for you. Sure. Um, let's say that at the end of this, whatever this is, five, 10 years now. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put you way out there that this is gonna, <laughs> this is gonna monetize and it's gonna be able to support you. What would you like people to, to have gotten from your content and from the work that you're doing here? What, what would be your end game? It's a big question. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> I want to be part of a zeitgeist, I feel. Um, I feel like that's been something that's been a calling for me for a really long time. And I never knew what that would look like. I originally, I was writing a book when I was like 16 and it was going to be like a gay young adult fantasy book, partly inspired by Twilight. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the reason I wanted to do that book so bad is because I, it was a book about like magic and like these witches and this was before gay marriage was legalized. And so a huge under theme to the book was one of the witches had like the superpower of like being able to change the world they're in by just like being present, like through being there, people fell like in love with others, right? And also being able to kind of like project that into the future and see what's going on in the future. So I wanted that book, I know this is a big ask, but I wanted that book to show that like love could spread between people in like a empathic way. And mm -hmm. then that eventually in the book led up to gay marriage being legalized everywhere in America. And it happened three years later. And I was like, well, now my book is useless because it's already legal. But <laughs> I had this, like, I want to like, you know, change kids as they're growing up so then they can see how they can vote. And I wanted it to be popular enough with straight people that they would also vote on these measures when they became adults. I had like these crazy dreams as a 16 year old, but I've always wanted to be part of the zeitgeist or part of the conversation in that sense. So I think that's what I want from this character as well. I have messages, of course, of people who don't feel like they want to hurt themselves. And mm -hmm. that's amazing on each individual personal level. That's amazing. But what I hope comes from that is, I mean, I'm amazed that I was able to do that for them in the first place, but now they get to go on and feel stronger in their next conversation whatever that is. And maybe if I give them some ammo or even just like the confidence to be themselves, then they can go out and change the next conversation, which will then have a ripple effect to others. Um, that's what I'm hoping. And I don't know if I'll ever even see what my account does, but I hope that just like knowing that in the back of my head that I am having an effect on those people out there in the world, that maybe it'll help things get better in, in the future. That's 
That's beautiful. I'm going to help you pray that forward, my friend. Thank you. Now, how, uh, let's uh, wrap this up by you letting people know how they can find you out in the social media world. Yeah, so the username is Jagesus or Jagesus. Uh, <laughs> guess spelled like it sounds G-J-E-G-A-Y-S-U-S. I'm on TikTok. I'm on Instagram with both those as a username as well as YouTube. I don't have a lot of content there, but I do have a hair routine, which I people needed that one. <laughs> they do. So. Your hair is gorgeous. Yes. So we will hopefully expand into YouTube more, but if you want to like talk to me directly, the only ones I check daily are Instagram and TikTok. Well, Jagazis, this has been a joy, an absolute joy. And I hope that you'll come back again some other time and spend time with us. Thank you so much for having me. I love your light. I love being comfortable (laughs) with you. You're just so inviting and welcoming. Mm. Oh, thank you. And you do amazing work too. You're out there actually changing (laughs) lives every day. So mad props. Thank (laughs) you, dear dear one. I will also include in the show notes how you can uh, see this amazing human in action on TikTok and Instagram. All right, I'm going to close it out for now. Okay, beloveds, I am honored to be in this space with you. And I pray that you receive something. I know I did. The teacher teaches what she needs to hear. And today I learned so much from Jagazis. And now, beloveds, go in peace and be at peace. Go in love and may you be loved. Go and know that others are on this journey with you and you are not alone. You are seen and deeply and unconditionally loved just the way you are. Blessings on your week and we will talk soon. Bye for now. Be sure to like and subscribe to Spirituality Matters wherever you listen to podcasts. You can watch the uncut version of today's episode on YouTube. Be sure to like and subscribe to Rev Carla's channel for more videos. Submit questions for upcoming Q&A videos or topics of discussion to spiritualitymatters at revcarla.com. As always, follow at Rev Carla on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Pinterest for more spirituality teachings. Bye for now.